0: Program created for the Rio Grande Oil Company. Welcome to the Police calling all cars. Attention all cars. Broadcast 171 regarding a shooting at 1633 in New Hampshire. See the man at that address for further information. That's all. Rolling <laughs> closing. detective? Well, how good is your memory? It might interest you to know that the average calling-all-cars fan has heard a certain fact about Rio Grande-class gasoline, between 30 and 50 times during the last three years. I'm going to start the phrase, and you see if you can receive it ahead of me if I've close. Ready? Barrel police cars, fire engines, ambulances and other emergency equipment with COBAN, FACT, gasoline, wherever it is sold, than any other brand. you come pretty close. Now that you have the strongest clue in your search for the most perfect automobile performance, how long would it take you to get it? Or have you already got it? Can you logically, intelligently, truthfully compare any other claims made for gasoline to this proof fact? Of police car performance. There is no other testing ground to compare with the 55 million miles driven by emergency equipment that exclusively uses the Oganda traffic gasoline. That's driving like you do, only harder. It's starting, stopping, slow, long miles of economical cruising, acceleration, ship up, cheating, roaring with firing screaming. It's got everything, and you've already got the solution calling your car your neighborhood Rio grand dealer to pick up that police car performance in your own car. And remember, don't let it get away from it. we present Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department, E.C. Good evening, friends. The story you were here tonight should have been an open and shut case. In fact, it started out that way, and the officers investigating it felt assured that they had the criminal in their hands. When suddenly, one of those rare happenings occurred that brought their case crumbling down on their heads, made it necessary for them to start all over again. This alone would have been enough to discourage many people, but to the officers trained in the police school of fairness, patience, efficiency, it was no more than a routine occurrence. What they did about it, and what their results were, you may hear for yourself in tonight's Calling All Cards. the evening of August 30th, 1935. In a fashionable flat on the Street in Los Angeles, six people are seated at the dinner table. At the dead court people, they linger over their after-dinner coffee before starting an evening round of quiz. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, George, you gone and done it again. There's nothing to do but repeat what I've said so many times before. This is the best meal I've ever eaten. <laughs> I'm firmly convinced the success of a meal depends a great deal on what's served before. The food itself doesn't have everything to do with it. well, feel one. Why, Lord, do you mean that you ply this with liquor and
1: that cake that you just ate for really nothing but dog <laughs>
2: food? <laughs> <laughs>
1: This isn't going to be so
2: funny. <laughs> oh, my oh, Sim. Sim. What's this? What is the sound?
0: In the confusion, the woman with the gun escaped, and felt, without waiting for the doctor whom he had called to arrive, rushes first to the Georgia Street Receiving Hospital himself. From there, the police receive an account of the shooting, and detectives Bain and Sheldon are sent immediately in to investigate. Now, uh, you people,
2: sit down. We want to ask uh, you a few, few questions.
0: Uh-huh. Now, which one of you is George Ennis? Right. You come with us while we look the place over. The rest of you stay here. Is the dining room officer? He came in through that door over there and talked him. We were all sitting at the table. Wait a minute. What did she look like? She was tall, I think. What do you mean you think she was tall? Don't you know? Well, we, we were all looking too. I, I just got, got a glimpse of her. she over by that door when she got? Yes, that's the door she came to. There's no peasantry. is The door made to the back door? Yes, it, it opens into a hall that runs to the back door. Uh, where's the kitchen? Let's through that door over there. Was anyone in it at the time of the shooting? No. The cook left as soon as she says the coffee. Sheldon, right? you better look around and see if you can find anything interesting while well, I ask Mister Ennis a few more questions. See if you can find any stray slugs, there must be somewhere. Okay. Well, Ennis, you say you think this woman was tall. Is there anything else you notice about her? How was she dressed? Uh, it it seems to me that she was wearing a red dress, and I. Uh, I think she had a black hat on. Hey, you know, her voice sounded a lot like Shirley Nealon. Shirley Nealon, Who's the that? Oh, she's a girl that Walters used to go around with. Oh, Walters used to go around with her. Hey, uh-huh. yeah, this is turning out all right. Did you know her very well? Pretty well. They got to the sort of flat together quite frequently. Not recently though. Not quite a while. You know if he still sees it? No, I don't think so. At least I haven't seen her. No, I'm quite sure that they don't see one another anymore. They used to be together yeah, quite a lot, though. What does she look like? Well, yeah. she's tall, yeah. has dark hair. Quite oh, good looking. She used to be a model. Still is, I guess. Tall and dark. You said the woman that Chad Walters was tall. Is she dark? Why? I don't know. I would even swear that she was tall. I will just got a glimpse hey, of her huh? uh, she was sure wild. She's Got plugs scattered all over the place. Looks like he's planning out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like she wasn't so smart, either. Hey, Mr. Ernest, do you remember what Walters did when she broke in? No, I don't.
2: Uh, we were also
0: confused, and it happened so quickly, huh? But uh, it seems to me that she was looking at Jim all the time. It's... Oh, what? That's right. He did not even go with the rest of us. She was looking at Jim Walters all the time. She, he, he was sitting over there, and, and I was
2: sitting
0: like... By... Later, over the seeming simplicity of the case, Bane and Sheldon hurry back to headquarters and report their findings. Captain R.N. Davis, Detective Tad Brown, and the third officer go to the hospital where Walters, not fatally injured, is restless. Their pride in what they thought was such a rapid progress is short-lived, however. Well, after a few short seconds, of the man who's been stopped. Well, Mr. Walters, it didn't take us long to find out who the woman wanted to stop you. What? Woman? Yeah, she was an old friend of yours. You know Shirley Nealon, don't you? Well, yes, I know her. Well, she's an has been in Denver for some Well, she's the one who's got you. Well, why, you're crazy. did me. Yes, and I don't know who did. I can tell you this much. You're off on the wrong foot, too. Shirley Nealon didn't have anything to do with it. Over these developments which have changed what seemed been the first and open cut case against Kirby England into a baffling example of diverse testimony, the three officers returned to headquarters to map out a plan of procedure. Learn that a thirty-eight caliber slug from a Smith and western gun has been removed from Walter's body. Proceed to his house on one hundred and third street. Well yeah, the address let's, let's go. Come on, that's right, Come on. Yeah, Ford Coop. I'll take a look at that identification. Sir. Here, give me that flashlight. Well, well. Miss Shirley Newland. From Adler, on 64th Street. Now, isn't that That'll a coincidence? So, Jim, you go down to the street and call for a couple of men to take this house out. John and I will look the place over now. If we don't do anything bad. stick around. we will be over this address on 64th. Oh, of course. we passed the truck store down a couple of blocks. I'll go there. Come on. Let's have a look around back. these towns will wake their whole neighborhood. I don't think they'd like it, anyway. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Suppose we forget about the fact and let Fido and his pals find something else together. Oh. As the dark, Davis and Brown limit their first to the house itself. Finding nothing of consequence, they remove the distributor from the car in the driveway and go to the address on the identification list. It is two in the morning when Davis and Brown arrive at Curling and House on East 64th Street. fine time of the morning to be waking people up who will probably get shot. Well, there was can't Come on, exercise your as it hurts me almost as much as it hurts you, people. Come on, open up. Open up
2: there. Who's
0: that? What do
2: you
0: want? Police officer. They want to talk to you. Oh, all right, I'll be down. now on stand. <laughs> Wonder who he is. I don't know. Let's soon find out, though. I just hope the meal woman is here. So do I. Boy, I could do with a little sleep. Pretty kind. All uh. right. Well, what do you want? You want to come in and ask a few questions. Huh? Is that all right? Oh, certainly. Come right in. Okay. Come in here and uh, sit down. Well, what's this all about? What do you want from me, anyway? Well, you just want to ask a few questions. First, uh, do you know Shirley Neela? Shirley Well, certainly I know her. She's my stepdaughter. Why? Does Miss Neela live here? No. She has an apartment near Ace and Rampart. She visits quite often, you know. Her brother said she was here early last evening. Mm, she was here last was night, night, eh? That's what her brother said. I didn't hear. Did you ever own a gun? Yes. Of yes, I, I have one now. And I have a permit to carry it, too. Uh, I'll go get it if you Never mind that. Where do you usually keep your gun?
2: Well, uh,
0: under the mattress of my bed. Why, under the mattress? Well, I don't like to have it around where anyone might find it. It's dangerous to have people fooling with a loaded revolver. There's a gun there now. Was mm. it a stick last night. Yeah. Took it out to see if the barrel was left. What kind of a gun is it? Mm. It's I don't like anything bigger. You know, the kick kind of threw me. What it. kind of a gun is yeah. it? What company made it? Oh, it, it, well, it's a Smith & Wesson. I, I thought you meant what the caliber is. Do you mind if we look at your gun? No, no, no I'll go get it. We'll go with you. Yeah, well, uh, oh. my room is... Yes, that's a good stairs, Come on along. Say, what kind of a car does your stepdaughter drive? the It's Fort Coop. Say, why are you asking all these questions? I'd like to know what this thing's all about. You just answer the question. Well, of course, I'll help the law as much as possible, but you would like to know what it's all about. Is this your room? Yes. The right under the corner of this mattress, right here. That's what it is. Well? Well, it's gone. You sure you didn't know that all the time? Must be. Yeah, he was here last evening. He was right there. There was this brother of Leland? Where is he? Well, he's in his room. Uh, I'll go get him if you want. Might be a good idea. And, uh, say, uh, don't forget to come back. Huh? Oh, no, no, sir. No, I'll be right back. The <laughs> this is a funny one. Yeah, it sure is. It doesn't work out right at all. Funny that this kneeling woman's stepfather should have a gun just like the one that was used on Walt. Yeah. And the gun's gone now. Well, Walt certainly knew whether she got him or not. He evidently was pretty well acquainted with it. Yeah. But it isn't right at all. Say, hey, take another look for that gun, will you? Okay, I'll take this mattress off. Take the rest of this bag. All right. Here goes. here at all. Oh, well, let it go then. Uh, here see they come back. Maybe the brother can tell us something. Hope so. Everybody else is talking. Well, here's my turn officer. Good. Right. Now, it'll be a lot easier for everybody if you just answer our questions and don't talk otherwise. Well, yes, that's right, and I don't let phone either, so let's do what they say. Now, what, so what did, did you, you see your sister last? She was here at about 7.30. You know what you came after? I see didn't exactly come after anything. What do you mean? Well, she came in and asked to use the phone, Chris. Do you know who she called? No. Did you talk to her after she made the call? No. She just came in and sat down and then jumped up and said she just remembered something. She had to get in the other apartment. What other apartment? This one? Yes. What did she do? Well, I heard her in here, and she went out to a call and she drove away. You didn't talk to her anymore? Yes, he phoned about 11. And what did he say? Do you remember? Yes. He said to tell her mother that she was all right, and that she wouldn't be home, that she was staying at her girlfriend's house. Just if any of... are uh, people have been... Yeah, about what did you so say? Any many people have been about looking for her. Now, that is what you started to say. What exactly did she say? I believe my sister said, have any cars been out there after me? After more questioning, that they can gain no further information, the two officers leave the house on 64th Street. Return again to headquarters, where they find welcome news. The men guarding Walter's home have taken into custody a woman in red. Hired as they are, they speed at once to the house. Find the woman seated comfortably on a chair, smoking, surrounded by officers. The wall clock reads just 4 a.m. That's all, boys. Come, I'll ask the lady a few questions. Now, uh, maybe you can tell us just what you were doing in Mr. Walters' house.
2: I am Mrs.
3: Walters. What?
0: Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, will you? Aren't you Shirley Nealon? Yes,
3: that is my professional name.
0: And yet they say your name is Mrs. Walters. Mr. Walters and I were married in the Uh Did you know that Walters was stopped tonight? Yes. How did you know? I told Mr.
3: Renner to the She He told me. It's not serious, is it?
0: Yes, yeah, do you live? you'll be in court to testify against you.
3: Testify against me? Yes. I didn't have anything to do with it. Tell us just what you did yesterday. Well, I... I kept it noon. Then I went downtown to the desert. the work had been done, I went to a theater. I wanted to kill some time. You see, I had a dinner engagement with Mr. Walters. After the theater, I called
0: him. Did Mr. Walters meet you for dinner?
3: No, he didn't.
0: Oh. Did you go to your stepfather's on 64th Street after you called him? no. Well, didn't you go there and take your stepfather's gun?
3: Gun? I didn't even know he had a gun. Yes,
0: your stepfather has a thirty-eight caliber Smith & Wesson pistol. Yes. And that's the same kind of a gun that was used to shoot Walters.
3: Well, I didn't know he had a gun. I didn't have anything to do with the rest of it. I wasn't even there in Mr. Waters shop. shot. Oh, where were you? I was here. After I called Mr. Walters from downtown, I came here and waited for him. He didn't come, and I telephoned several people. I called Mr. Ennis and asked if he
0: was
3: there. What did he say? He said that Mr. Walters wasn't there. said he expected him for dinner.
0: Had Walters asked you to come to dinner?
3: No. Maybe he didn't know that I was in town. You see, I'd been away for some time.
0: Yeah? He knew you were back.
3: Well, then I didn't know why he didn't ask me.
0: How well, long did you stay here at the house?
3: And I've been here ever since. I called Mr. Ennis again a little after nine. That's when I found out about the season. Now you weren't here
0: when I first came to the house? No. But the car was here. It had recently been running. The radiator was still warm. Where were you then?
3: Oh, I was in the backyard. In the backyard?
0: What are you doing in the backyard? Uh, you
3: weren't hiding from anyone by any chance, were you? Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, I was. After I found out about Mr. Walters being shot, I uh, went out of the house and started to back my car out of the driveway. And, uh, then I, I saw a car drive up and I, I thought it was the police. They think I had something to do with it. I ran out into the backyard. Where were you
0: in the backyard?
3: I was hiding in the corner. We... the dog. How long did you
0: sit there?
3: Well, oh, I don't know. Maybe a half an hour. By that time, there were more officers around. Oh. Finally, I... I decided that I didn't have anything to be afraid of. So I walked in the back door. And that's when the police found me. <laughs>
0: Repeated questioning brings no result. Davidson Brown finally takes the woman to the Central Homicide Office. Turn her over to Captain H. Wallace, whose expert questioning still fails to change her story. Realizing that they must have more physical evidence, the men wait for the sun to arrive, then go once more to Walter's house to search the ground. Beginning at the rear of the premises, they call the backyard. find nothing. Well, they up the backyard off our of this. Yeah, come on. Let's take a look at the back porch, and then go through the house again. You take that side, and I'll take this. Look everywhere.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Hey, what? look at this. What is it? A 38-caliber Smith & Ah, wh- oh, that's just what we want. What did you find? In a laundry bag, ah. which makes it all pretty simple. She put it in there last night, just before she went in the house, after hiding in the
2: yard.
0: <laughs> Although jubilant over finding the gun, the men are conscious of the fact that however conclusive the evidence may seem to them, to a jury, it might carry but a little weight without further corroborative facts. They decide to tell their third father. They go to Emerson's flat. Find
1: nothing around the building, but across the street find a woman who gives them some innocent detail. I had a guest last night. She came over for dinner, and then we played bridge afterwards. She and my husband and my daughter who were staying with us. Then at about 11.30, she said that she thought that she had better at the home, so I told her to the door. I turned on the porch light, and we turned on the porch, and we for about five or ten minutes. And then I went over to look at a plant that I had sitting on the building. And in the case of the family of the parents, I saw a woman talking. Then I saw a woman
2: talking.
1: Then I asked for living oh, so And she ran across the street and got into a car. Then I told my husband when he came out. He got out of that car and ran down the street and got into the middle of and get him off. Do you know what kind of a
0: car it was that she drove
1: away in? And... Well, yeah, I couldn't be sure, but when it was a small car, though, mm-hmm. it was a big. Mm, a
0: small dupe.
1: Mm-hmm. Could it have been a Ford? Yes, it could it have been. As bad as I said, it was a Ford. Hey, it was awfully scary. i didn't been drink all night. I told you, I've i had not been the type of hand to I own, Things so might have been very different. Oh, I think of course of have stopped that.
0: Some another woman who lives out at the end of the, the flat they got more information.
1: Well, i will been with the and as I was coming up the north, right on forth, a woman calls me from the side of the house. She wanted me to call Mr. Ennis. I didn't see why she wanted me to call him. I should think that if she wanted him, she could go and call him herself. So I told her that Mr. Ennis had gone to bed. She asked me if I was sure, and I told her yes. I didn't know, of course. Well, just then a car came up to Mr. Ennis's place, and a lot of policemen got out. Then the woman ran into the backyard.
0: These additional facts, Davis and Brown, not entirely satisfied with Walter's story of the shooting. and hoping that these developments will induce him to his original version of the new York tragedy. Go again to the Georgia Street receiving Hospital. Well, hello there. Hey, how are you getting along? Hello, Walter. You know, we found a few things that sound important. And we think that maybe you'll change your mind about Shirley Nealon after you've heard Oh, no, you're all wrong about that. She didn't do it. We found her at your house early this morning. Had quite a talk with her. Well, it. she said she didn't do it, didn't she? Yes. Yeah. But, Walter, we found the gun on your back porch. Yeah. The gun? Oh, how do you know it was the same gun? The thirty-eight caliber Smith & Weapon. That's the kind of a gun that used oh, on you. No, no, you're all wrong. Oh, say so I have a gun like that. but the one you found, must have been mine. What was it doing in a laundry bag on the back porch? <laughs> laundry bag? Yeah. That's where we found it. Oh. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was in my car, and I didn't want to take it away in the house, see? So I just put it in the laundry today. Oh, that's funny. Miss uh, Nealon's stepfather had a gun just like that, too. Only when he went to get it, it was gone. Well, that doesn't mean anything. No, that doesn't mean anything. Only it's funny. Because this Nealon woman of yours was seen at her stepfather's between the time he saw the gun at 6 o'clock and the time he looked for it about 2 this morning. And oh, that doesn't prove that she did it? Now, look. I know Shirley better than you do, and I say that she didn't do it. I don't know who did it. Acting like the accused instead of a potential murder that under the questioning, Walter claims settlement to his original contention. However, the testimony of the neighbors, her own dubious account of her movement, the gun and the Ford car, is enough evidence to bring Shirley Nealon to trial. On October eighteenth, nineteen thirty five, she appears before Superior Judge Vickers in a hectic trial where Walter, on the side of the state, gives testimony obviously in favor of the defendant. But the jury, after forty minutes of deliberation, announces a verdict of guilty as far as any information. On November 1st, Judge Vickers sentences Charlie Nealon has been found guilty as charged. Therefore, I sentence you from one twenty years back to prison. <laughs> but the last doctor has not been written in the strange drama when Sterling Hewitt is taken to prison. For two months later, Jim Waters finds himself facing Judge Agler. Not in the role of witness this time, but his defendant. This is in front of, of our court main the reason behind your testimony. However, there is a law that says a person found to be guilty of false evidence shall be liable to a charge of perjury. Sir Nealon has been found guilty of the charges against her, which can mean only one thing that you, Jim Waters. Have, for some strange, distorted sense of chivalry, perjured yourself in this court. Therefore, I sentence you to serve the term provided by law for such an offense, namely, from one to ten years in San Quentin Penitentiary. that this strange man who chose to lie under oath rather than testify against his paramour found out too late the fact that the law cannot be trifled with. By perjuring himself as he did, Jim Walter, and although it is too late for him to learn a lesson from it, perhaps you who are listening will realize more fully the fact that the laws of the country were made to protect you when you violate them. You are going out of your way to ask for just one thing, trouble. I you, Chief Davis. Tonight, we salute Coconino County, Arizona, the second largest county in the United States, 18,623 square miles in an area. And the gasoline used in her cars must give police stop a bomb. So, Coconino County becomes the latest addition to the ever-growing list of cities and counties specifying Rio Grande gasoline exclusively. Now, you can get exactly the same gasoline as your nearest independent Rio Grande dealer. Try tomorrow. Your independent Rio Grande dealer also has a particularly newsy issue of calling all cars news for you this week. Something for every member of the family. Pictures, movie and radio gossip galore. Get your copy tomorrow. And don't forget to ask next time for Sinclair motor oil. FinFair Pennsylvania and Sinclair balloons the thoroughly de-waxed, de jelly motor oils that you can use all year round without changing grades. See your Rio Grande dealer tomorrow. Police calling all cars. Attention, all cars. The cancellation broadcast 171 regarding the shooting. The suspect this case is now in custody. That's all. So, Your narrator, Frederick Lindsay. bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.